ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. This month, Ypulse, the leading authority on Gen Z and millennial opinions and behaviors, has just released their latest trend report. Mary Lee Bliss, Ypulse's chief content officer, is here to discuss everything you need to know about main character energy and what it means for brands looking to connect with young consumers. Mary Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. The pandemic made everyone reevaluate their lives and what they feel is important. And young consumers are no exception in this regard. And their reassessment has distilled into an intentional approach to their lives and a desire to put their own happiness first. And your latest trend report delves into this and how this reassessment manifests and what it means for marketers who want to engage with these consumers. But before we talk about your findings and what it all means, mm-hmm. can you give us some information about the trend report, geographic territory you cover, age, who your survey methodology you use. Absolutely. Ypulse is constantly surveying Gen Z and millennials about their behaviors, their viewpoints, and the trends that they're fueling. So we conduct um, over three large surveys of 13 to 39-year-olds in both North America and Western Europe um, across a variety of topics and trends every month. For this trend report, I'll be talking about our North America data, which is U.S. and Canada. That data is nationally representative with quotas across age, gender, race, ethnicity, and region. And because it's a a large sample, um, 1450, it's a very small margin of error. You've entitled this report Main Character Energy, and I'm curious how this energy is distinct from the human tendency we all have to be stars of our own narrative. You know, there's that great story that describes this tendency about the person who plays the guard in Hamlet. And if you ask them what the play is about, they say it's about this guard. (laughs) So, But this trend is something distinct from that human way of thinking. And so I think it's important for people to set aside that Mm -hmm. and listen to have you explain what differentiates it. Yeah, absolutely. So the name main character energy is really being plucked straight from the language and the trends that we're seeing on social media. Um, So they're actually they're actually using that phrase. Exactly. Okay. I am the main character. POV, I am the main character. This person has main character energy or I have main character energy. We get into it in the report, but these hashtags and content being created under kind of main character energy or main character, they have millions and billions of views. This is language that young consumers are using. Okay. And certainly a viewpoint that is intentional. Okay. I think that's a big differentiator. So we all have a natural tendency to think of ourselves as the, as the center of things. <laughs> that's a natural human thing, as you said. And every generation has had their moment where everybody turns around and says, you're the most selfish generation that has ever been. <laughs> Xers had their cover calling them a selfish generation. The millennials notoriously had the me, me, me cover on time. And so people also naturally like to think of young people is very selfish. But we dig into this in the trend about really distinguishing main character energy 
this kind of intentional mindset that young people are having from just a selfish point of view and more about a perspective they're having on centering their own happiness and also being intentional about thinking of themselves as the protagonists of their lives in order to appreciate things more, but also have more confidence and really make decisions that will help them move their own happiness and their own productivity forward. Right. So centering self, not center of attention. Yeah, absolutely. So we asked Gen Z and millennials about a variety of things that some people might associate with main character energy if they were not understanding exactly what it means. Mm -hmm. And then some things that we knew young people were really kind of categorizing as main character energy themselves. We didn't ask them about main character energy right at the outset, but we asked them if these things, there was about 15, were positive or negative for someone to do. Mm -hmm. And the responses ranged from prioritizing your happiness to putting yourself first in relationships, expecting your friends to do what you want to do rather than what they want to do, being the center of attention and acting like the world revolves around you. So do you think that's a negative thing, a positive thing or neither? Mm -hmm. And what we really clearly saw is that for young people, prioritizing their happiness is seen as incredibly positive. 68% say that that is a positive thing to do is to prioritize your own happiness. They also see saying no to things that you don't want to do as very positive. Again, 68%. And we dig in the report as to how the pandemic really fed into Mm -hmm. um, those perspectives. Saying no to things that you don't want to do at this point feels necessary, not just positive, but necessary for two generations that have had two years of their lives almost stolen from them. Especially big events, big milestones, typical events where you would be the main character. Yeah. They've been at ages where there are huge milestones that they've missed out on and they want to make up for that time. Mm. And they don't feel that they can waste time when they know it's precious. That's really been crystallized for these two generations over the last two years. Then when you get to things like being the center of attention, acting like the world revolves around you, these are seen as hugely negative. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Acting like the world revolves around you. 69% say that's a negative thing. Right. 52% say that being the center of attention is negative. 28% say that it's neither. So a little bit more of a gray area there, but certainly many feel that that's a negative thing. So when we're looking at main character energy, Really, we see over and over again in our data that it's not about being selfish. Mm. It's not about being the center of attention or acting like the world revolves around you or even putting yourself starring on, on in social media content. It's not necessarily even about that, though we see so much of it on social media. Mm. It's about prioritizing your happiness, having the confidence to say yes to the things that you think are going to move your life forward in positive ways and saying no to things that you don't want to do or that you think are toxic or wasteful. Mm. Interesting. So let's talk about intentionality. Mm-hmm. And is that about being present in the moment? Is that where yeah, that is? It's being present in the moment, but it's also, we really see for these generations about having a specific mindset that they're trying to carry through their lives. You're not just falling into things, you're choosing things. 
Exactly. And we ask how many have an intentional mindset that they're trying to follow mm-hmm. and found that the majority, 75%, say that they're proactively trying to have a certain approach to life or a certain mindset. And the number one thing they're trying to do to be proactive in having a mindset uh, that's specific is to take extra time to think about their attitude and their perspective. So intentionality in, in their actions. So if I'm a brand and I want to tap into this, what would it look like in a concrete sense? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that brands can tap into the main character energy kind of perspective, and then a ton of ways that they can tap into main character energy content, and also the many spinoffs of main character energy content that we see, which we get into in the report. We'll talk first about maybe how brands can tap into this perspective. So we definitely see brands that are using main character energy as an inspiration and showing people who are incredibly confident and making choices that are positive for themselves in marketing. So just showing that confidence and and showing that, you know, maybe, you know, your product is a part of building that confidence or having that intentionality around self-care, around making uh, positive decisions. Those are things that brands can really draw from as inspiration. Interesting. Now, you also mentioned the report romanticizing their life. What is romanticizing your life? What is that? What is, is that a concrete thing or is it a personal fantasy thing? So definitely something that young consumers are doing personally, but there's also a lot of content that's being created around it. I love this concept of romanticizing your life. And it definitely goes hand in hand with main character energy. You're thinking of yourself as the main character. In fact, you know, you see on social media that people are saying, I've decided to romanticize my life because I'm the main character or romanticizing my life is making me the main character. Um, so it's Romantic. not a tongue in cheek thing. It's not like no. I'm romanticizing my life and I'm doing the dishes. It's it's a real well, concrete you, thing. You could romanticize doing the dishes, light a candle, so put on fancy. <laughs> you know, they're romanticizing things as simple as studying. You know, you see that all over TikTok. But romanticizing your life is about thinking of those even mundane moments, but of the every moment of your life potentially being something to celebrate and something that's beautiful and worth appreciating. We definitely see gratitude being a big part of romanticizing their lives, wanting to appreciate what they have. And romanticizing your life is something, again, that you see so much content around on social media. Romanticize Your Life has over 500 million views as a hashtag on TikTok. And there's a lot of different ways that it's interpreted, small things that they do to romanticize their lives, whether it's appreciating the way things look as they're cooking dinner or the way a certain moment feels for them. And really watching those videos, it's it's a trend, main character energy and you know the kind of offshoots of it, like manifesting and romanticizing your life. These are things that as I said, they're internal perspectives. They're, they're things that young people are trying to be intentional about, but they really come to life when you watch this content on social media. I, I was joking about washing the dishes and you said, <laughs> well, you could make it that way. You light a candle. Is this something that a brand could tap into in terms of they can help you? Or is it about bringing romantic trappings, i.e. a candle to an mm-hmm. event, or is it about letting the event be what it is? Look at these beautiful vegetables and the color array they are. 
Yeah, I think it can be both. And there's no hard and fast rules around how you romanticize your life, for sure. I think brands can be, one, inspired by the content that young people are creating. We've said it in previous reports. Young people, the majority of them are creating content for an audience. They are creating the the trends online that brands really need to be paying attention to and be taking inspiration from. They're doing it better than you brands, basically. So so that's, I mean, that's the other thing, I suppose, two, two thoughts on that, you you know, in in several of our conversations, we've talked about credit taking and credit Mm -hmm. giving. So if a brand sees a lot of this stuff, is it safe for them to, to copy or to imitate some of these, these things? This is definitely different from say a dance where it's, you know, one specific choreographer that you want okay. to make sure. So the big, credit. the zeitgeist is something they can do without being yeah. seen as appropriating youth. Yeah. And there's, there's some audience audio that really has been so popular in videos and, and clips that are about being the main character or romanticizing your life that, you know, many people are using. So of course the, the credit for those audios is needs to be, be used and, and okay. be, be made clear. But that said, you know, if you're using the audio, the, the credit is already built into it. That's all appearing on your TikToks. If we're talking about TikTok or right. your reels, if you're talking about reels and, I think that's another way that brands can really tap into these trends is to look at the audios that are being used to young people are really turning these simple clips that they have simple moments of their lives into what feels very cinematic because they're putting them to these really like bold romantic tracks. Cornfield chase is one it's um, there's been a lot of people who have done covers of it, but the one that's really taken off on TikTok is Dorian Marcos um, has 2.8 million videos who have used it. Similar tracks are really popular both on TikTok and on Instagram. And people post them literally as instructionals, like use this audio to romanticize something in your life. Is something oh, wow. Helps. So it gets really, yeah. this is, this is how you do it. Yeah, exactly. It's a kind of a shortcut. Those audios can be really inspirational for brands and, and absolutely are things that, that they can use themselves as well. Hmm. So also turning the mundane into the magical it it feels like there could be landmines. And should I, if I'm in a brand, should I worry about sliding into cringe? You know, this is, this mm. is the thing that you can do it, but you have to do it right. So yeah. how do you, how do you know what would be good and what would be bad? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's true of all social media trends, right? So you really have to be careful. You have to be aware of your brand. You know, how much cred do you have? How many social media trends have you followed in the past? This is something that feels authentic to your brand, right? And then there's a difference between using the actual lingo that young people are using and then borrowing from the energy and borrowing inspiration from the kinds of content that they're that they're producing. So let's let's talk about that lingo because using the lingo can be bad, right? Exactly. If you're a brand and you want to, to use the actual term main character or main character energy, you better be sure that it's authentic to you brand. It's not something that that is going to come off as cringy or try hard because it absolutely could. And with Trends like main character energy, the kind of intentional point of view and wanting to be confident and wanting to make decisions that don't waste your time on toxic things and that are move your life forward positively. Those deeper motivations are long lasting and that that part of the trend isn't going to go away soon. Mm -hmm. But 
the actual terminology might have a shelf life. Young people are wary of brands jumping into that lingo if it doesn't feel authentic to the brand, but also you want to do it pretty soon before it expires. So question, just a, this is a more general question. Is lingo something which, generally speaking, brands should be very careful of using? Very, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so look to the energy, look to the the vibe, which is another mm-hmm. thing. I'd like you to explain, you know, people talk about the vibe. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a very, as, as a Gen Xer, I have a very 1960s informed <laughs> sense of what vibe and hip is. Is it the same or is vibe different? Has vibe, is vibe been redefined? I believe it's been redefined, but I'd love to hear the Gen X or definition of it or the sixties definition, maybe. Well, the vibe would just be the mood of the thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and, and hip wasn't what you were. It was a knowledge of you were hip Mm. to something you weren't hip. And, and it, I guess it's morphed into because you were hip to it, you became in the know and that made you hip, but it was, (laughs) and, and, and it was the vibes were, probably related to drug use a fair amount. Okay. Very psychedelic vibe, go with the flow vibe. We're going to be part of the commune vibe, no furniture in the house vibe, those kinds (laughs) of, you know, hey man, kind of thing. Okay. So so what is it now? So I think only a piece of that for sure. Overall, I think the initial thing that you said of the vibe being the energy of something that has persisted and that's really how people are seeing things. So the energy of something kind of the, and then the trends that um, might go along with that energy, that's kind of how young people would think of a vibe. And is vibe, is there any pejorative or is it always positive? Is a vibe always positive or is it's it not just- always positive? It's, it's describing what the kind of feel. zeitgeist, the zeitgeist and, of it. Yeah, okay. and feel of, of people, their energy might be. Okay. So avoid the lingo, <laughs> tap into the, yeah. the mood, tap into mood. the energy and the intentions behind, you know, all of these things, you know, they want to be intentional. They want to be confident. They want to appreciate small moments. They want to make this, the mundane into magical. They want to turn their lives into something a little bit cinematic or turn their memories into something cinematic, right? There are ways that brands can provide tools around that can tap into all of that as inspiration for their own marketing can celebrate the content that young consumers are already creating, which is something we say over and over again, like so user-generated. Content, like, absolutely. Okay. Okay. If you see your product or something related to your product being used in this kind of content, you should have, you can absolutely spotlight that. And we see the majority of young consumers would like for their content to be spotlighted, reposted, et cetera, by a brand if there's accreditation. You know, okay. Big, that's big, 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 uh, right. So, so lastly, if I'm a marketing practitioner who works with a brand and I've been called into my CEO's office and asked to explain this trend, what's the one thing I want the CEO to remember and to support me in doing? You know, like what do, what do they need to understand? Yeah, I think understanding the difference between thinking of yourself as the protagonist to have a positive life and being selfish okay. is huge. You know, we really 
when we're seeing big trends like this, trying to break through to what the reality is for young consumers beyond what the stereotypes might be. And it's really easy to put somebody on the cover of a magazine and say the most selfish generation. Right. And it's harder to look beyond what you know could be written off as selfish or self-centered mm-hmm. and really see what the intentionality behind it might be. And that's, I think, a huge thing. So it's really important to remember that for main character energy, young people are trying to live their life with confidence, to make positive choices, to move their lives forward in a positive way after having two years of what really felt like a lot of things stolen from them Mm -hmm. um, and prioritizing their happiness. That's what this is about, not just about being the center of attention even though there's a lot of social media content that might make you think otherwise. Right. I think that that is a nuance that certainly for the older generation who may be sitting in the C-suite, it is an important distinction. It is a nuanced difference. And so then if I want to operationalize this in my social campaigns, I want to be careful about how I do it. And it sounds like actually, if if I can highlight or spotlight that's actually a super way to go. Absolutely. The other thing is honestly partnering with influencers who really kind of embody this energy. There are certain influencers that really have kind of built their entire brand around main character energy or thinking of yourself. How as the long has it even been a thing that you could build <laughs> a, a while. whole brand? It's been a thing for a while. Okay. A little while. I mean, you know, definitely taken off in the last year. Okay. Cause I'm thinking, oh my goodness, they've already built the brand. I just, yes. I, I can't, I, oh <laughs> well, this is why, you know, this is why we write these trends, right? It's, it's hard to keep up and, and there's a lot of them and it moves really fast. And some of them can be flashes in the pan, like fads. Right. And some of them really take root and grow into something bigger. And main character energy is one of those that really is signifying, even though it could, you know, maybe be written off as something that's just, you know, some social media hashtag it's signifying something deeper. Well, I think that the, the positive living a positive life, being confident in saying yes and saying no, it took me a long time to understand the power of no, the positive power of no. I think that's really interesting. Okay. Before we wrap up one brand, who's doing something really amazing. Can you share that? So many people are using the lingo, which is great if it's happening at the right time and you're the right brand. And then there's the deeper layer of, you know, who's kind of taking this energy or partnering with the influencers and kind of using their platform that's all about main character energy. And I think there are brands that are doing all of those things. There are many brands, including Nike, Amazon, Absolute, who have partnered with an influencer, Serena Kerrigan. And she is known as the queen of confidence. She talks about main character energy and main character vibes. She talks about making decisions to further your own uh, storyline, to move the plot forward. So, you know, do it for the plot, basically try things, say yes to things, be positive, be confident. And so that's kind of her entire platform and her, her literal brand. She has the CEO of her own company. And there's a lot of brands that have partnered with her and kind of, you know, use the 
this platform and 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 all of this kind of teaching that she's doing around main character energy by having ads with her. And I think that's one great way of doing it. All those brands that I mentioned, then there are some brands that are just tapping into the energy, right? So there's a plus size women's fashion brand that Walmart owns, which I believe is pronounced Eloki. And they recently had a campaign called Find That Feeling. It's all about really embracing confidence. Mm -hmm. And the creative director put it all into words by saying they're trying to provide latest on trend looks, but also celebrate individual style and uh, allow women to give off main character energy. So that's how they describe the campaign. They don't use the lingo, but it's very clearly inspired by all of this content. Smart. Really smart. Mm-hmm. So, so queuing off of it, but not wading into it. Exactly. So great. Thank you so much for sharing today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend, Rob Naughton, the voice artist who recorded our open. And of course, all of you, the members of our audience, thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.